um, we've got a new, we're using Notion to track a lot of the work that we're doing. And so in the call chat, you'll see a new format for us experimenting for sharing how, uh, what the status is on all the SIPs, both in a, a board version as well as a timeline version and a quick bullet summary. Um, the end dates on the timeline are still, um, I'd say low to medium fidelity, but at least for the next couple of weeks, we've got a fair idea of what's coming up. Um, we're going to try this format for a couple of weeks. We did make an attempt to have a view that was, that could be shared publicly. We're still working on that because at the moment it seems a little bit all or nothing. Um, so the screenshot will have to do for the short term. Um, if there's no questions about that before we jump in. High level now at the moment, what we've, what we've been really focused on is number one, you know, fix up atomic swaps, um, prep debt migration and get B3 to audit. Um, is Mark on the call to give us the two? No, but Noah is. Noah, did you want to jump into the three update? Yep. Yeah. Um, so let's see. Ethernet is at a conference uh, for the rest of this week, but he's updated uh, 307. Uh, so we can uh, put that to a vote uh, whenever, unless uh, the council's interested in, a, in another presentation with the updates. Um, it, it's gotten uh, simpler and uh, we've closed the scope down a little more. So uh, yeah, it's moving. It moved in that direction, not the other way. Um, so yeah, so then the ball's in his court to just get through the 301 draft implementation, do a review of that, and then we're going to package up uh, basically the work for 301, 307, and send it to the auditors as soon as possible. Um, let's see, DB's working on uh, wrapping up a draft implementation for SIP 305, um, and then um, there's just draft implementations of 306 and 304, or next up there. Um, Afif is going to be presenting, I think, next Tuesday, uh, SIPs 302, 303, 304. And we're making progress on the uh, front end app and coordinating with the V2X team to make sure we're, uh, you know, making good progress on the V3 side, but also, um, you know, keeping V2X unblocked for making improvements from the existing app and uh, sort of sharing the improvements across the board. Any questions for V3? I think we have some presentations later today. I would as well. definitely like to um, have a minute on 307 to like review the changes because that one was pretty technical. Like no no objections. I just uh, give me a minute to ask questions. On. Say that again. I, I was trying to ask Noah if he can like um, give us a brief about the changes to 307 so that uh, yeah. We can have another. Yeah. Whether we need another presentation or it's not. Necessary. Yeah, um, I can. My my, I haven't gotten too deep into it, honestly. But my my understanding at a high level is that we've descoped um, some some of the responsibility out of um, the deployer and moved some of that into uh, Canon. So, like the primary thing that the um, 
deployer script will be using is is um, like it's primarily uh, generating a, a router contract um, that allows for the um, sort of uh, uh, contract size limitation workaround that uh, Ethernet described last week, uh, and then. The, it, it formerly um, had more functionality relating to actually deploying that router contract once it's set up, and we've moved some of that out, out of that scope. So there's um, we sort of have a peripheral tool to manage uh, getting the router contract and associated contracts on chain, and we can just focus on um, having the SIP uh, and sort of the smart contract aspect of it be more exclusively uh, generating the, the router and, and uh, sort of the smart contract side of it. But like, I, I don't fully understand maybe the, the, the changes because there is maybe some context that I'm missing. Um, I prefer me, my, my side, I prefer to have another presentation, but it's up to the council to decide. I would also like another presentation. Yeah, sure. We'll schedule it uh, for next week then. Yeah, that sounds good. Yeah. What's next, Gav? Me too. I'll step in for Mark because he's not here. Um, there's also the notes in, in the girl called chat orders complete two thirty two fifty seven, and final, final, final review on two fifty two after some backwards and forwards with OSIRO and gas optimization. Um, so the and work 53 is which one? 252 is, uh, liquidations. Ah, okay. So auditors gave the green light. Is it going to deploy next week? Um, I don't think so. What's holding it up? Do you know? I don't know. I'll have to ask. 252. No. Like last, last sure. week when we it's discussed... Not, it's not tagged as the next... It's not tagged in the next release. Like last week when week we discussed after. it, they said if the auditors gave, gave back... Uh, Feedback for changes or concerns, then it it would be delayed. Given yeah, that I think it's no um. Concerns. Yeah, it 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 just took a. I think it took longer and missed the window to go to testnet, so it's not ready for the for um the release the next release. So it'll go the following week. Okay. Finally, and I think we're fortunately <laughs> finally yes, and also we're changing from stars to Simpsons characters soon, so our release name should get a little bit easier to pronounce. And then the last part of V2X is we're kicking off on 237, 267, 268. Yeah, 267, 268. Uh, I had a meeting today with Mark and DB, and uh, they asked uh, me to do some changes uh, or some include some things that address the technical side of the implementation, but it's still the same. Nothing changed uh, in terms of functionality. 
is just um, filling in the gaps in terms of technicalities. Mark will be working on it, and uh, they'll be targeting to have 267 and 268 next week, but I think it's ambitious, but that's the target. Okay. Uh, okay. Talib. Um, Go ahead. In the Spartan Council chat earlier today, there was a discussion about um, SIT257 needing the parameters within the SIP itself prior to being actuated. 257 is the debt ratio features market? Yeah, yeah, um, general approach to having the actual parameters within the SIP itself. Yeah, so definitely. Extending the conversation from Tuesday, are we going to apply that also to the uh, direct integration and curve integration? Well, you know, like uh, for direct integration, it won't be uh, having uh, parameters of its own, you know, because it's like a manager. It allows you to hook on to it. Curve integration, it will have the parameters, of course, before it's uh, launched into the set. Now, regarding 57 and whatever other uh, uh, maybe futures markets that will be launching, like Optimism or Optoken, uh, I agree that uh, if um, by the time they launch, uh, the parameters are not in the SIPs, and um, the Spartan Council hasn't approved the parameters. If these two things are not kind of uh, already uh, available, then the markets would be launched as paused, and there would be an SSCP to unpause it that includes the parameters. Okay, that, clear? that Yeah, that works. Anything, uh, any other things, uh, Kev, that's on the topic of today? There is like a few important topics maybe that were brought up during the week that are not separated. Yeah, the last one is purposely too. Um, refactoring is well underway on the architecture. We've got David and Leo um, at various stages of onboarding. So that team is has three Solidity engineers on it. Um, David and Leo will be ready to go in the next uh, week or two to start contributing. Um, and we're at the stage of finalizing some of the features that we've been discussing for uh, Perps V2. So accelerated a lot now that we've got three engineers on it instead of one um, and getting to the point in the end of deciding exactly what's in scope. So I think that's the last update on work in progress related to SIPs for today. Unless there was any questions. There will be a, uh, a SIP for the new architecture coming up um, sometime shortly. 307? No, uh, it'll be it'll be its own SIP just for Purpose V2. Ah, okay. All right. For the new yep. SIP. For yep. the futures. Okay. All right. Yep. Okay, I think it's over to you, Caleb. Yeah, the, for, for SIP presentations, we don't have any today. So there were like two topics maybe that were brought up during the week that we said we'll delay them until today. First topic is regarding the, the event where uh, 
Ethereum will move from a proof of work to proof of stake uh, network. And what, what would we need to do from our side in terms of preparation? What steps need to be written? Because we don't like shut down uh, synthetics without uh, having governance uh, approve it. So that was the topic, basically. The idea is that before the merge, we stop uh, synthetics in its track, disable everything. And after the merge materializes and everything is approved, we resume everything. That's the basic, uh, maybe, idea of it all. Anyone from the council has any objections or other considerations on this topic? I mean, I don't. Really I just want to check outside. where that conversation was had because I, I think I missed it. It, it was so, just. Oh yeah, go ahead. It, it was discussed uh, by uh, uh, our good friend Liam, also known as uh, Samantha, and uh, he did mention that what are the plans. With regarding to uh, the event where Ethereum is going to go through uh, upgrade kind of uh, phase, and like the concern is that the oracles won't be reliable, and the network would maybe need to be smoothly transitioned. Yeah. Also, every other protocol has like come out with some kind of official like here's our plan for the for that exact point and like it, i think it's good for like we have an easy one like i think it makes sense to just freeze minting and burning and maybe even freeze trading um beforehand so, pretty yeah. sure that optimism said made something on it that they wouldn't support it but i'm not 100 percent sure on that no they wouldn't support what um like that they wouldn't also yeah, on proof of stake, like have another. Oh, version. I wouldn't. Yeah, I wouldn't expect optimism to be on the proof like, of work train. I, I we're just so saying, like, I, yeah. if something, if there's some, you know, maybe some weird MEV vector, or just like it's kind of impossible to imagine every possible situation. Maybe you know that, like, somebody said the miners, they start censoring Oracle updates, or you know, there's like a whole clusterfuck of trying to get. Like, it's just going to be like a a complicated situation and I don't really see much risk to us just pausing minting and burning and and trading um for that period and then turning it back on once everything is is stable unless anybody else has any 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 ideas about what the And liquidation is possible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. just it, I 100% agree with this. I I've been um not as our conservative uh risk Committee, aka the Spartan Council, um, uh, status lately. But yeah, I, I think that having a period where we just write a sip and say, you know, once the merge block is announced for X number of blocks, we'll just pause everything until it looks like there's no chaos, whatever. Um, but yeah, as, as for supporting the group work uh, chain, I'm pretty sure I made myself clear on Twitter. I'm, I'll be personally hunting people down and murdering them. If we have another 
Ethereum Classic scenario. It's just going to be a nightmare. So I think it, it, it feels like there's consensus that everyone's going to abandon the proof of work chain, um, at least within DeFi, which basically kills it. So unless that crazy proposal of like deleting all the DeFi dApps uh, goes through, then I just don't see how it doesn't get absolutely crushed into oblivion within a, a few days. It just doesn't seem viable. They're going to have to come up with some uh, sketchier proposal than what, what's already been proposed so far by the miners, I think, for it to be viable. All right. Um, who's gonna? Um, I can I can write this up if uh, there are tears of pausing everything. It will be. Just will be to, cool. I'm kind of. I mean, like first of all, I don't think this is a very plausible scenario. But I'm not totally expert on on how mining works. Like I'm I'm not convinced they can really. What's the scenario? The scenario of miners being able to only block. Sorry, not miners. I mean, it's gonna move to like I'm not. I'm not sure it's a plausible scenario, but you know, because I'm not an expert, let's assume it is. And I'm just wondering why do we need to pause optimism chain in such a case? Because you know, whatever happens, I'm not sure how. It because works. of the oracle prices, you yeah. know, might not be reliable. Like on optimism. Everywhere. Um, I'm like not if... sure I see it to be honest. Like, like, like price, I mean, if know? it's like a, to a global black swan, whatever, yeah, maybe. I mean, if we are doing, I guess it doesn't matter. It's might as well pause everything. So, like the ETH price experienced significant volatility because of uh, I don't mm -hmm. know, uh, people claiming that the merchant work and stake is a fake, you know, for example. And what? Yeah, what's or everything? That we would be or it actually with. fails, you know, or, or it actually fails and it doesn't work, and they have to like go back to proof of, state, proof of work. Like anything's possible. Would you want yeah, to I be mean, like uh, in yeah. a paused state I mean, when that happens? We, we pause our own you... system when we upgrade it, like let alone the underlying network. I, I think it should be it should be fairly uncontroversial for us to pause ourselves while we wait for the dust to settle. Um, yeah, I like that. I, I think, like, I get it. I get what you're saying. Um, I also then think if we're going to pause L1, it just makes sense to pause L2 as well to make sure that the existing state just continues and, and there's nothing submitted. Uh, you know, the seven day delay makes things a little bit safer with optimism, whatever. But I, I just think like we should err on the side of caution. This is this is a huge shift in a thing that we've all been waiting for for many many years in some cases so um I, I i don't think there's a huge issue in waiting you know we're not talking about days we're talking about like i didn't even know like maybe 100 blocks or something like that like do we does anyone have a sense of, of what they think would be reasonable before we, we re-enable it um because i i do think that one issue that i would be concerned about is having uh, a SIP that says we'll disable it until, let's say, uh, you know, the the council decides to re-enable it, because that 
could take longer than is necessary or whatever and, and could have other consequences potentially. So just, I feel just like as we long should... as we don't make that a meta governance vote. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What was the date scheduled for? Between fifteenth and sixteenth, I think it depends on the time zone. I mean, there's there's a block on on Twitter, like when yeah. they plan to do it. And I wasn't really making a, a case against the pause. I was just thinking aloud, to be honest, and just thinking if we need to list all the things that we pause. But you know, when you said that we actually already paused during upgrades. I assume we have like this master pause. So like not pause only exchanges, but there's probably like a, a master pause that pauses, you know, all our activities like minting, right? Burning everything, 100%. changing. Yeah. I mean, if you recall back in the old days, like we used to pause all functions, at, you know, when, when it, uh, yeah, it, it would like, there's a pause everything, um, function in the system. So cool. Um, does that impact uh, dailies at all? Anything expiring during that window? I just, it's, it's not a credit, does. so we don't have, um, I, like I know from Lyra, like if it was paused over expiration, that could be problematic um, because we wouldn't be able to settle. If you have but, strikes, right, on, on during that block, it probably isn't yeah, ideal, that, that would, right? Yeah. Yeah, but I think it's far enough away from like the Friday expiration, that should not be a problem. But you have like three months yeah. expirations now, right? So <laughs> let's hope you yeah, have Yeah, yeah, but we'll have yeah. to know, right? Uh, probably not list like that week or something. And SUSD transfers will be also paused during that time, right? Or are we uncertain about that one? Like when we do an upgrade, do we also pause since transfers? Does any of, you know, Noah, Solity developers here know about that? I would say we pro like, I don't know about some transfers, but we should pro if we can avoid pausing SNX transfers, we can just because that breaks a lot of other stuff, like stuff that's more outside of our control, like centralized exchanges and like lending protocols and stuff. Uh, I'd be fine pausing synth transfers also because like there's not really else much else you do with them if you can't mint or burn or exchange, but I, I, uh, we, we can check and circle back uh, with the people who know. I mean, it's how... like I'm talking like about, you know, protocols using SUSD in this case, obviously. So, and, and I think it's fine. Like we just, I guess, you know, being, being mindful about other SUSD usages, I guess we should just communicate, I don't know, like a 24 hour stoppage if that's going to be the case so that we can all adapt and also pause all like Lyra and Taylor's activities during that time. Yeah, if, like if I think, oh, yeah. go ahead. Sorry, go ahead. I was just going to say we there should start like finalizing it and communicating it to everybody right now, like to give people as much notice as possible about what exactly is going to happen. Agreed. I think if we get a draft sit and get some consensus um, and, and do some feasibility around, you know, what exactly the risks are um, and, and, you know, 
just highlight them, then we can discuss it as a community and, and make a decision about what we're willing to tolerate from risk perspective and, and what we're not. Um, and then, yeah, as soon as possible, start communicating it out because I, I, I do feel the same that like SNX transfers are probably okay. Um, synth transfers might even be also okay. Um, so, you know, we need to work out where the line is that, that we want to kind of draw here, I think. Fundamentally, the guys that would be affected by halting transfers are the guys that will be doing the arbitrages on um, proof of work pre, pre, like uh, to 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 get out uh, to get this uh, ETH out as much as possible to sell it. Uh, if you if you freeze things, probably it'll be harder, probably impossible, harder. Uh, arbitrage is anticipated to be over within a matter of blocks, though, right? But but if if you like freeze transfers, you know, like if you have a Uniswap uh, V3 pool that contains ETH and SNX, can't be uh, art, uh, right? All right, so uh, I think if you'll be doing the same, or is there someone that's volunteered? Doing the what? You cut out for a second there. Uh, who would be exactly writing the SIP or the plan? Are you the one that's uh, volunteered indirectly? Um, I mean, I, I'll need to pull an engineer in to help me, but sure, I can do that. I'll I'll try to contribute as well. Cool. Um, we'll put other Sam than... as an author too. <laughs> yeah, an <laughs> infinite <laughs> amount of SNX to Sam. Uh, so Sam's wallet on proof of work. That would be the same. Um, another another topic maybe that's worth talking about today, if uh, proof of work is done, is the um, the issue with USDC, probably. And uh, like uh, GitHub banning developers that worked on Tornado Cash, and uh, Dai supposedly going to uh, DPEG against the dollar, or at least is rumors this, of that. Is this the point where we should observe a minute silence for the uh, members of the Spartan Council <laughs> who voted to onboard uh, USDC? Definitely, positions murdered. Yeah. Wait, we actually take them out the back and shoot them. Um, isn't, that, <laughs> isn't that what the plan always was? Oh, this is a very nice victory lap. That's all I'll say about that, and I'll leave it at that. <laughs> really? <laughs> I mean, we are yeah. we are done with that, right? So, wh where were we going with it, Caleb? I can't hear you if you're responding, Caleb. Is it me? Or 
so you know, jokes aside, right, and and not even addressing uh, USDC directly, but the fact that uh, OFAC was willing to uh, go after the actual contract effectively, right? Like they didn't even go after the tornado, like the tornado organization and the tornado uh, GitHub contributors were kind of collateral damage here, right? Like they were not the primary actors, at least as far as we know now up to date, right? Which is pretty unusual. Like there's an unusual precedent, right? Um, if you look at something like BitMEX, uh, BitMEX, you know, the organization uh, was, um, and and you know the principles right were directly targeted first if not simultaneous i know bitmax had some like other issues with different uh parts of the the government for um violating you know various uh various regulatory um frameworks but like realistically like the the when the penny drops it's the people right there is a pretty clear uh distinction i think in this case um where you know they've gone after uh and and it's hard to not see that this wasn't coordinated as well right and that this was not uh pre-announced um or or at least that like usdc um had some uh very rapid response plan to what happens if a contract contains usdc is sanctioned by OPAC because their responsiveness in in terms of like blacklisting and, and what have you was was pretty fast right like i would have assumed that it would have taken more time for them to like work out what their response was or whatever so either they had foreknowledge that this was coming or they have a, a blanket policy of blacklist downstream and upstream wallets that are touching contracts or that usdc is within uh and i mean in terms of the impact from MakerDAO, like it's catastrophic right like you just can't it's i mean but MakerDAO is not the only one right like curve is significantly reliant like you know the three curve pool like the usdc gets frozen in there that curve pool goes to zero um it's not uh it's not necessarily catastrophic for the curve protocol but it is for all of the lps in that specific pool right um it's a significant impact on volume because a lot of usdc flows through curve uh there there are a lot of ramifications and, and implications of of this action right that you <clears throat> you can just announce that you're sanctioning a contract right and that usdc will react to that announcement by effectively blacklisting addresses that, that you know touch that contract in some way um we need to think about that uh, because it's not just you know even though we don't uh allow usdc as collateral um there are a number of integrations and in, in other areas of DeFi that we do touch um that could be potentially impacted um and if something like that were to happen to synthetics even though again you know usdc couldn't necessarily respond we need to look at all of the the kind of uh collateral damage that occurred around tornado github uh, is an obvious one right um, but there there are a number of others and i think that we need to come up with uh some kind of a, a you know um risk assessment or or you know protocol uh for if something like that were to happen to either an integration partner or directly to synthetics um and what would the responses be 
um, so that we can understand what the risk factors are for us. I think a lot of us have been thinking about this for a long time and we have probably a reasonable idea of what our responses would be. Um, but I think it's important from a community perspective that we have some, you know, uh, proposal. And, and I also, I think, you know, my final point on this before I open it up to other people to, to comment is the very existence of a clear plan uh, that will mitigate almost all of the impacts of such an act is in and of itself a deterrent for such an act. So the fact that you can clearly demonstrate that, uh, you know, some kind of sanction or regulatory impact or whatever, and we've seen this before with other regulators, of the fact it's, it's different in some ways, but like, you know, the SEC is, is not necessarily. Um, the existence of a very clear plan uh, and, and response to any kind of sanction or, or something like that is in itself a deterrent for that sanction because the last thing you want as a regulatory body or some enforcement agency is for you to announce some enforcement and for everyone to realize that it's nonsense, right? Uh, because it's not enforceable. In this case, I think what people realized is that while you can't stop the contracts, um, you can very much disrupt the, the usability of uh, the protocol and you can disrupt, you can you know, increase the risk of interacting with the protocol. There's a number of things you can do. So I think that uh, that's something that we should really think about because clearly we're in an environment now where the level of kind of adversarial action from, from state actors is much, much higher than it's ever been. This is a next level ratchet up in, in, terms, of, uh, in terms of attack vector in my mind. A uh, couple of things here, um, the, the onboarding through Curve, that would be like kind of really impactful, uh, given that we have DAI and USDC both in that pool to provide someone with onboarding. So maybe a first step is to see it, set up a separate USDT, SUSD pool and move SNX uh, inflation there so that to grow it vis-a-vis -vis the current pool. Does anyone Thanks, know uh, whether any UST, um, USDT addresses uh, were um, blocked yes. um, as a result? Not of, now. No, not they no, were? Historic, no, no, not, not as a result. Oh, historic, yes, yeah, sorry. Historically, yeah. but nothing as a result of this OFAC thing. I didn't think that there would be, but I just wanted to check if anyone knew anything that I've that missed. I've been trying okay. to follow it um, closely. But, okay, cool. All right, good to know. So, yeah. No, so, if we're, if we're, the the tornadoes, so, if we're... Tornadoes. Yeah, so, so I guess if we're looking at the composition of what a censorship-resistant three-pool should look like um you know the irony here is that usdc really uh should not be in any core curve pools it should be only uh added as a meta pool um and i hopefully curve is thinking about this i'm, I'm guarantee that they are um but we should be lobbying very hard for ensuring that uh whatever the core three pools are that they are somewhat censorship resistant and maybe that looks like usdt LUSD and SUSD or something like that, and then uh, have SUSD, so I have uh, USDC as a meta pool um, sitting on top of that. 
Yeah, the, the issue at USD supply is extremely low. It's rare. It's like 105, I think, at some point. Um, USDT is more more available. Another another thing that came to mind is the direct uh, deposit module that was uh, mentioned in your uh, uh, in your blog post. Uh, so the, the the that would be kind of also affected because Ave or Comp have a significant amount of USDC as borrowable. Like if they if USDC is frozen, it would be catastrophic to to allow for the direct deposits on on those markets. Is is there contagion risk though? Um, if if that direct deposit module is uh, is set up correctly, um, so, I, just the very existence of USDC as collateral on those markets doesn't necessarily. Uh, I kind of think of it as the same way as like if you were to put um, uh, staking on like an insecure network, right? Like some random like. Uh, uh, POA network or something like that, and the network goes down. Uh, you know, if there's if there's collateral there, then as in SNX collateral there, then that's problematic. If there's only debt there, then it's not problematic because if the debt blows up, it actually helps all the stakers who are on other networks. Um, my kind of understanding would be that we would be adding additional SUSD uh, in to be borrowed, right? Um, and sure. if the if the collateral that was being posted to borrow that SUSD uh, was frozen, um, that's not our collateral. That's someone else's collateral. Sure, um, we've sure, already sure. we've already issued the debt. So I, I again, maybe yes. we need to dig into this a little bit a little bit deeper. So, so well, what happens? But, you know, yeah. like assume 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 USDC freezes uh, as USDC freezes their. Uh, the assets on Avi's contract, okay, it's frozen. What will happen after that is like exit. Everyone will take out whatever you can take out because uh, like uh, the uh, borrower, uh, the, the platform became underwater because if you cannot like take out USDC, its value is zero. So what they would do is they would tap the direct uh, deposit module to take out SUSD and the SUSD that would be issued, minted, it's backed by USDC that's frozen on Aave. But so again, in the end, I, I mean, this is a fifth can speak to this more more effectively than I can. Um, but am I wrong in saying that the SUSD was never backed? It was just there was collateral used to borrow. Like where we're actually, yeah. Uh, Kind of creating that SUSD out of thin air and dropping it into Ave to provide liquidity. Yeah, um, yeah. It's backed by the borrow borrowable assets on Ave. That's how it's backed. It's backed by whatever you can borrow on Ave. That's the uh, fundamental. And you're saying, let's say fifty percent of fifty percent of the the assets are USDC, and that gets frozen. Uh, then that SUSD would now uh, be be backed um, by nothing, not yeah. fully collateralized. Yeah, yeah, backed by nothing or something that you okay. cannot take. What's, yeah, Afif, what's your what's your take on that? I mean, that is ultimately what it is, but it's backed by all those 
all those non-USDC things and Ave in the safe in the security module and all that stuff. And like, it's not like we're gonna we're gonna have like billions and billions in there or anything. It's like more of a liquidity supplement than like this the core tenant of scaling SUSD. So like, it, yeah, I mean it's it's there, but it's pretty minor risk. I don't know. Like if is there any, USDC is frozen at risk? Yeah, is there what? Yeah, you can cost. Is, is there any? Uh, yeah, I mean, cap, you can cap, cap it, but is there any way to like, it, like, there's no way in Ave to quarterize. Like, you can you can select what is a, a collateral asset and, and what's a non-collateral asset, um, but you can't kind of quarterize risk to a specific pool. Like to say this asset can only be collateralized by you know. Or wrap BTC or something like that, right? Like it, as soon as as soon as you have an asset that's borrowable, it can be borrowed using any collateral in, in Ave. At least that, that was my understanding from the original version and like version two. And yeah, version it was three. any that any at all. Well, they did add a functionality where you can like uh, deposit a, a certain asset and only borrow a certain asset. You know, but oh, um, interesting. Okay. But but you can but you but for our use case it's um, deposit SUSD. Obviously that would yeah. That would yeah, and your collateral is any other asset, you know. So or whatever you can borrow. So what we can do as a protocol is when we mint SUSD, we'll get a SUSD. We can use that a SUSD to boost. And if all the stuff that we can borrow is USDC, we're screwed. Right, of course. But if we if we're proactively borrowing, you know, ETH or something like that, and sure, and... then then it would work. Okay. But it would be a run, you know. Like if if, mm. if it were to happen, or there would be like chaos, you know. It will deleverage instantly, and after it deleverages, uh, it would uh, like there won't be much borrowable power left. I would expect, despite USDC might not be the biggest. Uh, Thing, but you would want to take out your money as soon as. So I guess one, you know, if we assume that there is uh, capacity still left in this direct deposit module, um, we would need to have some kind of circuit breaker uh, that, uh, you know, in the event that like USDC was frozen, or you know, we'd have to be monitoring the contract somehow. Uh, I don't know. It's interesting because like USDC being frozen doesn't necessarily update the oracle, right? Um, like the price oracle, uh, I, I would hope maybe that Abe, and this is again where like we can we can be thinking about these things and even going to some of these other protocols and suggesting it. But like in the event that a giant portion of USDC or all USDC uh, was frozen in Abe, what I would hope to see is that Chainlink would actually update the USDC oracle for Aave and say that USDC actually has no value. As soon as that no happens, chance. that would trigger. No. Well, no chance. <laughs> I don't know. It's, I mean, it's not technically. It's not technically. It's not impossible to to build that oracle, right? Like to, to add an additional uh, component to that oracle, right? Like if I were Aave, I would be pushing Chainlink to do this, right? To, because then what you would do is you would kind of. Uh, cut out the race condition right as soon as the usdc is frozen the, or the next oracle update i mean obviously there's going to be mev right but the next oracle update you know all that usdc goes to there, zero there won't be uh, mev. there would be uh, uh, there would be underwater stuff won't be mad because if it's zero you have uh, uh, usdc as collateral and you borrowed stuff 
then you're, you're underwater, you know, zero. Well, they would be med up until the Oracle update hit, right? Like you could try and front ah, yeah. that Oracle sure, update sure. for, sure. for uh, but anyway, sure. I think like holistically, we should really be thinking about any integration that we have and what the risk factors are and what potential remediations we can propose, even if it's external governance, right? Like we might need the ambassadors to help us with this. We might need to, uh, you know, come up with some uh, sort of comprehensive uh, view because we're deaf. This is a qualitative change in risk in DeFi uh, as of, you know, this week, in my opinion. This is, this is not like it's, 10% riskier now. Like, this is like we're in a different reality. Well, yeah, the Rune is in the same camp as you and he's going to Deepak die, he's saying. Like, uh, buy, a, buy all the die with the USDC to deleverage, basically. Interesting conversation. So many guys listening. Okay. I guess we'll call it a day. Unless there's other, some other topic, maybe. There are no SIP presentations now? or No, no SIP presentations. Either. You put them all on Tuesday? The... Yeah, we did them Tuesday. Cool. All right, guys. Thank you, everyone, for attending. All right. Bye-bye. Thanks, everyone. Thank you. Thanks, everyone.